0: on social media that are extremely tough. I mean, these guys do extreme things, but I've noticed something alarming about some of these guys, and I wanna tell you about it on this episode. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Men in the Arena Podcast. This is Equipping Men and 10, and I'm Jim Ramos, your host and guide leading you to your best version in that stress bubble in life and beyond. Welcome to Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post. Juniper Mountain Trading Post is actually a coffee company. It is my new favorite coffee. They just came out with a brand new, uh, I'm not going to call it flavor, it's a roast. It's called Cupped Lightning. So they have their Trail Boss, they have their Camp Cook, which are their dark and medium roast, but Cupped Lightning is their light roast, and I put that in my coffee press, and man, it is so good. It does not taste like a light roast. It really has a medium roast flavor. It is delicious. Go check it out, guys. Hey, head on over to JuniperMountainTradingPost.com, and when you check out with your coffee, if you enter the code ARENA, they will give you 10% off your order. Hey guys, as you know, we're collecting one hero story for every day of the year this year. A hero story is a story of transformation, either a transformation in your personal life or somebody who you love. And if we use yours, if you, and you hit us up at info at with your physical address, we will send you some swag just to say thanks. This week's is number 136. It came to us from a wife on Instagram named Tammy, and she writes this. Your ministry has helped me find the words to explain to my husband that after 24 years of marriage and raising our children, we need to seriously tighten up our marriage. Your content gives me the courage to work at being anti-fragile. So two things about this hero story. Thank you so much, Tammy. Two things I want to acknowledge. First of all, we do not desire in men in the arena fragile and weak women. We believe that the stronger the woman, the stronger the men. We need strong women in our lives. They will sharpen us. Proverbs 27, 27, 17 is iron sharpens iron. We need strong women, women of faith, women who have moral fiber, who have backbone. We need that. Second of all, I'm seeing a lot of marriages fall after the kids get out of the house because the wife is not greater than the kids, but the kids are the center of the universe. And this what Tammy's saying here is, I've seen that in my marriage and we're going to fix it. So, man, Tammy, thank you so much for that. Hey, guys, did you know that November we have opened up our signups for you to register for one of our virtual teams. If you go to meninthearena.org and click the join our program now button for a limited time in the month of November, you can get on to one of our many virtual teams. Find the one in your time zone. Find the one that fits the day of the week and your time schedule. And man, grow into your best version. Sign up now before we shut them down at the end of the month. Guys, I want to get in the meat of the podcast, and this meat uh, of this episode is inspired not only by the guys I follow on social media, who I highly admire, but also with an, uh, uh, an organization that we are in the middle of forming a really cool partnership with, and I don't want to tell you who these guys are yet, but they have caused me to dive deep into this concept of mental Toughness. But as I've dove into this concept and I've looked at all of the people around me, I've realized that we have an issue with men. You know, hopefully you remember the interview we did a while back with Bill Farrell. He wrote a book called Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti. And what he mean, means by that is we as men are outstanding as uh, at putting uh, life into compartments, which makes us, uh, I believe, uh, strategically better leaders uh, where it gives us a greater ability to focus on one task at a time. I mean I believe that God has given that to men because God has called men to lead. Women are like spaghetti, everything's intertwined. they relate everything to the other thing. The, their mind is beautiful and glorious and I'm so glad I'm married to a woman because if I didn't have her, she would not connect these compartments that I so often neglect. So what I've realized in in the process of diving into this issue of toughness, is that toughness, as men see it, is compartmentalized. So we can be tough in one area and weak in another area. In other words, what I like to also say is we can be solid in one area and soft in another area. So I want you to imagine uh, an umbrella right now. Imagine an umbrella. Over that umbrella is this concept. This The overarching theme of this umbrella is this concept of the mind or the soul. In other words... We have been given by God this this unique gift of a human soul. In Genesis chapter 126, this is also a great verse to prove the Trinity, God, singular God says, let us make man in our image. Our image so we are made in the image of God then if you scroll down to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 when God another account of God forming man God says and this is the King James Version of the Bible and God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living soul so this overarching theme of toughness is that we have been given a soul or another word would be a mind And here is how I define the human soul. Here is how I define this beautiful thing that God has given us called a soul, which is, now I want to say this, we have something that no other animal or no other living thing in all of creation has. No other living thing has a soul, which is why we are unique to all of creation. So when people say, our dog's in heaven, Jim, our fish in heaven, I say they have no soul. So they have no choice to be in heaven or not. So my answer is yes, God has placed them in heaven because those people who are made in his image, who he loves dearly, aka humans, love to interact with animals. So in my heaven there are no cats. I'm just I'm just messing around. Okay. So we have been made this in this image of God, this this mind, this soul that gives us and here's my definition. The ability to choose life, temporal and eternal beyond our basic needs of survival. No other creature in all of this creation can do that except men. So when I hunt and I kill an animal, I don't grieve like somebody who worships animals would because that animal, I did not kill the soul of that animal. I just killed the body for my consumption and my use. So, so when I look at men and their compartmentalization, I realize that there's this mental component. There's this ability to choose over all things. Well, then I go back to Jesus and I say, okay, well, Jesus was compartmentalized. And I believe that men fall, we fall into, or people do, want these four compartments. Now, there may be more, but we know there are four main compartments. In Luke 2.52, we read this. And Jesus kept increasing. This is the New American Standard. Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. So, these four areas, so I want to break these four areas down to you. I want to tell you what I mean by them, and I want you to consider this question. In this particular area, some guys like to call them buckets. Are you, some guys like to call them big rocks? In these four big rock areas, in these four buckets, in these four compartments that are under this umbrella, are you weak? Or are you strong? Are you soft or are you solid? So here's the first one Jesus grew in wisdom. In other words, he grew in mental toughness. Write that down. That's the first of the four mental toughness. I call this grit, I call this the stubborn refusal to quit. I married to a woman who is very strong, she is tough. She is stubborn. She has grit, and she is married to a man who has all of those beautiful qualities as well, which can be a beautiful disaster if those two come together. But when I look at a man, when I look at a man who has mental toughness, I look at a man who stubbornly refuses to quit. I look at the apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4 6 when he says, I have finished the race. A person who is mentally tough. Now realize. The mind overarches all of it, and the ability to choose overarches all of these four areas. But when I think of mental toughness, I think of a man's ability to finish what he has started, to finish every day strong, to finish every job strong, every task strong, and to ultimately finish his life strong. So mental toughness is your ability to embrace grit, the stubborn refusal to quit, the ability to finish what you start. That's why I I love Jesus on the cross in John 19.30, New American Standard Version. He screams from the cross with an exclamation mark, It is finished. And that's why when I read my Bibles, all of them have an exclamation mark, even if I have to pin that sucker in. Because I believe Jesus went out with a war cry, screaming to the world and embracing this concept of the mental toughness. And I believe the toughest man mentally that the planet has ever seen. So the next number two is Jesus grew in stature. In other words... He not only did he grow in mental toughness, but he grew and I'm I'm going with M's here, so forgive me if this is cheesy. Muscular toughness. He grew in muscular toughness. He grew in his ability to physically suffer. His mental toughness led him to endure the torture and death on a cross. His muscular toughness. Enabled him to endure the suffering and the persecution that he experienced on the cross. His muscular toughness is what allowed him, in John chapter four, to walk all the way from all the way from Judea, all the way into Samaria in one day, wearing flip-flops or Birkenstocks or Tevas or chacos or whatever he wore. It was his ability to get up before all of the others to pray while it was still dark. This is muscular toughness. Uh, Muscular toughness in our world will make you famous. They will make movies after you. They will name organizations after you. I think of guys like Teddy Roosevelt, who we named our organization after one of his speeches. I think of Desmond Doss in the movie Hacksaw Ridge. I think of Louis Zamperini in the movie Unbroken. I think of Marcus Luttrell in the movie Lone Survivor. I think of our special operations guys. I I think of movies. Like Navy SEALs, you know, we're highlighting these guys who are, are so tough physically. It's this ability uh, to endure. It's this ability to suffer. And honestly, this is the area I'm working on the most as I age and my body is beginning to tip over that summit of uh, the, that apex of like my 30s, uh, I'm realizing that I can't do the things I used to without f- passing out, without pulling a muscle, without breaking a bone. So I'm having to figure this out, how to be ment- muscular. Muscul- I'm having to figure out personally how to have muscular toughness as I age and finding the balance between toughness and injury. So this is a, a big issue for me. The third area is what I call uh, the third area. The Bible says in Luke, 52, in Luke 2, 52, the Bible addresses the third area. And this is Jesus grew in favor with man. In other words, he grew socially. So we go from mental toughness to muscular toughness. And this is the one I'm trying to put some boots on the ground here, guys. When it comes to the social compartment of toughness, I see this for men, their struggle is with marital and family toughness. So when we talk about growing in favor with man, I'm talking to you about marital Toughness, And so just as some of these guys who have extreme muscular toughness thrive, some of those very same men, when it comes to marital toughness, are divorcing at a 70 to 90% divorce rate. Some of the men I'm thinking about are, from a muscular toughness standpoint, the top shelf, the elite, the one percenters of the planet. But yet those very same people are divorcing at a 90 to 95% divorce rate. So when it comes to marital toughness. They are some of the weakest on the planet. And so what happens when we are compartmentalized, we can neglect a compartment in our life where God is saying, hey, I want you to be tough here. I want you to be balanced here. I want you to show grit here. And one of those, and I think as a Christian man, the primary uh, example is marriage. And this is where we best model our relationship with Jesus to the world. We do that through our marriage. And so we have to grow in this area of marital toughness. So we have mental toughness. We have muscular toughness. We have marital toughness. The fourth and final area, it says Jesus grew in favor with God. Now, as I put boots on the ground, as I really look at this and how my spiritual life plays out in the real world, as I flesh out my spiritual life, I call this moral toughness, having moral fiber, having moral fortitude. I'm talking about, I'm talking about guys, and here's an example. I'm talking about Christian men who refuse to involve themselves in a weekly fellowship of other believers in the faith. Call it church, call it a home group, call it a small group, but for whatever reason, some of these Christian men have neglected and rejected the local gathering of believers because they've been hurt, They've been disenfranchised for whatever reason. And I am chalking that up to a lack of moral toughness, uh, an inability to forgive, holding on to resentment. These are, these are weaknesses, biblically, where, that we need to work through uh, as men. We need to work through that. Another one is pornography use, which is about the same inside the church as outside the church. Or how about divorce rates? It's same inside and outside. That would also go to marital toughness as well. How about cohabitation? How about substance abuse? How about substance abuse? You know, I had a guy last week in Colorado came up to me. I was speaking at an event, and he said, thank you so much for how you hammer cohabitation. He goes, I was that guy who was living with my girlfriend And I was convicted, and we just got married. And his girlfriend, his wife was there. And with tears in her eyes, she was thanking me because her her now husband married her. And and what she was really thanking me for was thank you for making my man morally tough because he was not. And because of that, I was morally weak as well because when a man gets it, every one wins. So are you morally tough or are you crumbling under the uh, cultural um, norms of society and and the pop culture message that we're hearing in the media? So these four areas, as I look at the toughness in my life, I look at the overarching toughness that I possess when I walk into a room, uh, that is a choice that I make and it comes in one of four areas for me. Do I have mental toughness? Do I possess muscular toughness? Do I possess marital toughness? Do I and have I embraced moral toughness? These four compartments as I focus on each make me a mentally tough man in all areas of life and so that I don't exempt toughness and so that I don't Number myself among those men who are tough in this area and weak in this area. So guys, if this has convicted you in any way, if this has helped you in any way, please let us know. Uh, Please send a link to one of your bros and share this because we have to get this message out. We have to get the message out that toughness goes beyond one aspect of our life. Biblically, it has to dump into all four buckets so that we can grow In wisdom and stature and favor in God and men, just like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who Hebrews 4.15 says, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but was tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. Until next time, feel the wet stand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. Get tough in all areas. And be a man.